Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Match of the Year Podcast. I'm Chris Garcia, your host. And today we're talking about the first Thanksgiving match ever to win Match of the Year. And that, of course, was Ric Flair versus Harley Race, Observer Match of the Year for 1983. I'm conflicted about this match for a bunch of reasons. One, 1983 was a great year for wrestling. The Carolinas were on fire. Georgia was just burning up. Of course, Texas. You actually had a whole bunch of great stuff going on in Texas in particular. But really, Ric Flair was just dominating the scene. And even though he spent a fair chunk of the year not as the NWA champion because Harley Race had beat him, but the drive of Flair for the gold for the whole build-up to Starcade 83 was really great. It might be Flair's best run, which, of course, I, I question because of... Starcade 93 with his match against Vader, and the build to that and the actual delivery of the match was phenomenal as well. And I consider it to be one of Flair's five best matches. The cage match with Race, not so much. And there's a bunch of reasons for this, but it's a significant match historically, not just because it's an NWA title switch, but because it is the end of the 1970s. And that may seem strange, but... Stick with me, it makes sense. Harley Race had been around since the 60s and had been a big star all over the place, particularly Missouri. And I believe he was the first and last Missouri State heavyweight champion. Not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure. He was a big deal. He was a great worker. And I put him on par with Race Stevens, who I consider to be one of the greatest of all time. And then you have Ric Flair the wrestler of the 80s, even though he started in the 70s and wrestled until 2009. 35 years, think about that. And he was always working at a high level. But he really does define 1980s main event. And, you know, you say Hogan and everything. Hogan never worked a main event style match in his life, with the possible exception of the match with Warrior. If you look at the guys who were really working main event style matches, guys like Randy Savage, for example you can see where Flair's influence and work came from. And so here we have, in a cage, the peak of 1970s wrestling. And I'll put him up there with Briscoe, either of the Funks, any of those guys. What Race was doing was far more typical of the time. And then Flair, the wrestler of the 80s. And they're meeting in a cage. Then you had Flair win with a flying body press off the top. In a bloody, bloody match. But here's the thing. It wasn't even the best match on that card. The Youngblood Steamboat match, I would say, was better. I would also say that Greg Valentine versus Roddy Piper was far more significant and brutal. That dog collar match is phenomenal. I've talked about it a lot. But because it was the NWA title, and because it was a historical change, because it was a historical change, this was the new age finally pushing aside the old. You have, whenever you see transitions like this, you have the old way, the new ways start to get some leverage and even pick up some significant parts. Then the old ways tend to come back, and then the new ways take over finally. Uh, Hogan Hart is the best example of this. Hulk Hogan was champ. He lost it. It bounced around a little bit. Flair ends up as champion, and Flair and Hogan together are the two pinnacles of 1980s work. Well, okay, Flair of work, Hogan of personality. This is in the early 90s, remember. And then Hart gets a win and holds it for a while. But then we get Yokozuna, who is, again, a very 1980s concept. And you get Hogan again. And it's not until all that sort of goes away and they really go with Hart that really that new generation takes over. 
this is what happened with Flair in 1983. That in a way, a Flair for the Gold was really building to the new work taking over. And if you watch 1970s wrestling, and I've watched a whole lot over my lifetime, it holds up to a degree. A lot of it doesn't. I know Dory Funk versus Jack Briscoe is supposed to be one of the best series of matches, but to me, they're dull. I understand the psychology. I understand all of it. It just, it bores me. Then again, I could watch a match like Nick Bockwinkel versus Vern Gagne, and the dynamic is much different. And they're both excellent examples of 1970s work. Even some of the Flair Steamboat stuff that was happening in 78, 79, and 80, that stuff's great. If you can get a hold of that, do it, because it's phenomenally good. And after this, the Flair-style main event, which defined 1980s NWA title matches, really takes off. And of course, on the other side, you have Hogan doing his thing. This is a historic match, no, no doubt. Race works his ass off. And not only keeps up with Flair, but gives him a lot to work with. And I don't know if Race defined the parameters of this match, but he certainly gave Flair his shots. And Flair is Flair. Flair is probably... There are sort of three periods of Ric Flair that I consider to be his best. And that's 1980, late 82 through middle 84. Not quite to Starcade because he sort of... He becomes less impressively booked. But if you look at the way they built and came into and out of the match with Kerry Von Erich, where they did the title switch, he's ideal there. And the flair for the gold is great. That whole period is wonderful. Then you have, then you really have 1991 into his entire WWF, first WWF run, where he was pushing the entire company and carrying it on his back in a lot of ways. And you had the feud with Savage. You had the matches with Hogan, which were actually decent. You had the exceptionally good match on Raw, the first great Raw match, I think, where he took on Mr. Perfect. That entire run, he was really peak. And then he gets back to WCW and has a phenomenal series, including that match with Vader. But then WCW starts to lose hope in him and does stupid things. And really, I think the peak of that, or the end of that era, I would say, is that match with Vader. Then I will argue that the 2006 to 2009 period, Flair was doing great stuff. And I think that one gets a lot more lost in the noise because people don't see it as significant because he wasn't carrying the entire company. But he was doing great stuff. So watch this match, Starcade 1983. It's on the network. It's really, really strong. It's a historical moment. And you're also seeing the beginning of the end of race and the beginning of the middle of Flair. And I think that is really significant. 